What's up, everybody? Welcome back to NFL Only here on Spark Talk, and today we have our Week 7 recap show, as well as getting around to some trades that happened. So what's up, Wyatt? All right, so for... <laughs> yes. Yeah, we started laughing about something early. We can't stop laughing about it. But our first... Uh, our first, like, kind of trade, the first one I got written down here is 40, 49ers get Emmanuel Sanders in a fifth-round pick. And Denver gets a third and a fourth. Uh, honestly, I think he's a second round type of player. Because uh, mm, I, I don't think, know, I think the injuries and whatnot, like I think kind of come out of well risk. No, I'm not saying. That. I mean, like Emmanuel Sanders is a very good receiver, and he's going to be huge for that offense. I mean, like he could be. I mean, he could have. I, he's not going to put up the stats because you know it's already like halfway through the year. Yeah, pretty much halfway through the season, but like. He could have one of the better second halves of the NFL. I mean, like the way Kyle Shanahan runs that offense, how smart he is in scheming plays and scheming guys. I could see something kind of, I'm not going to say special because like special is Tom Brady, Randy Moss, but I could see something like very good happen. Like almost. It was better than what they got. Yeah. I mean, like you could almost see like a little Matt Ryan, Julio Jones-esque type of relationship. And I'm not saying Jimmy G has like played that great this season. I think he's played okay, but you give him a weapon like Emmanuel Sanders, who can do just about everything you need him to at the uh, at the receiver position. Um, I really, I love the move. Yeah, I, do I like it for both parties too. Look, I think Denver realizes they kind of need to rebuild. Mm-hmm. Is Von Miller the next to be traded? I doubt it because you know you don't trade pass rushers. But I mean, like it looks like they're kind of starting to move off some of the older guys, some of the guys that you know that were there and that are there and. You know, maybe they want to start to look to rebuild and kind of just build this team from the ground up. Honestly, I think even though break a lot of Denver fans' hearts and stuff, they need to trade away, I think, my opinion, Von Miller and Chris Harris. I think that would be send Chris Harris to Philadelphia. Philadelphia would happily put down a first-round pick for Chris Harris. Yeah, uh, yeah. We'll get into that uh, Sunday night game here, but they need they definitely need some corner help. And some secondary help, and Von Miller, he could go literally anywhere in the league, and mm-hmm. that I think that's what's yeah, so special any, about yeah, anybody him. Play, I think uh, maybe Indianapolis, pair him up with Justin Houston, especially with Kamiko Terray being out the year, uh, and, he, and he could be a good <clears> teacher to a lot of those young young pass rushers in Indianapolis. Look, as a Colts fan, if Von Miller came to the Colts, I'd, I don't know, I'd probably you lose die. mine. Probably die. Uh, or somebody like Houston, a 3-4 scheme, like he's been in somewhere like that. Uh, it's just a couple teams that come to mind, like in playoff contention. Maybe, I uh, hope not, but Green Bay, if they can't get A.J. A- Green, mm-hmm. uh, I can see that, uh, especially with... Uh, never mind, I'm, uh, think about A.J. I'm just kind of brainstorming here, but A.J. Uh, uh, the Smith brothers have been doing pretty good, but, they, but Von Miller's a uh, game-changer. Yeah, I mean, look, if you add Von Miller to that, like, mm-hmm. Packers become, like, Super Bowl favorites, mm-hmm. in my opinion. I still think their defense is solid. I don't know if it's, like, it's close to top ten, but not, I don't know if it's there yet. They have their issues at times, but mm-hmm. uh, I think it has to do with, like, inconsistent pass rush. I think they've been, they, they've had some great games, and then they've had some, like, I want you to show up type of games at times. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe a little bit of consistency. Maybe Chiefs. Yeah, you know, that's in division. I don't know if they would do that, but it's been, uh, I think it's going to get crazier as the week goes on because the trade deadline's not until next Wednesday. 
Yeah. It's a week away. It's a, uh, we, we will definitely see a few more trades and maybe some big trades too. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so uh, I think this is a big trade here, which is very surprising here. Uh, Seattle gets Quantrill Diggs in a seventh round for 2021. Uh, and Detroit gets a fifth rounder for 2020, which is kind of weird, but that's how it was. Uh, this is where he's a very good starting caliber safety. Uh, I think he fortifies, he makes, he fortifies a very solid defense and can make him really good because he's just a really solid player. Not anything special, but this could be a blow to Detroit in a sense where they just get shredded. We'll get into that game a little bit too later in the podcast, but they got shredded deep. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe it was just, man, I'm just saying, hey, I'm seeing enough. He's made a lot of mistakes this year. Uh, don't, don't I don't really don't pay too much attention to secondary or Detroit. They statistically, like statistically, they haven't been that good except for Darius Slay. Uh, but Diggs has been very solid for him, and it's real surprising to see this yeah. come out here like that, especially <clears throat> with them trying to trying to compete for a playoff spot. I wanted with yeah, this they got like a legit spot as far. I mean, they they got a legit team that could push. Like yeah, they've had a couple you know a couple bad weeks in a row, but. You know, you sh- like you said. I mean, I know you talk about you know Diggs a lot. I th- I think he's a very good safety in the NFL. I think you know it's hard to find a good. I mean, it's hard to find good football players in general. Mm-hmm. And then you just give one up for a fifth rounder. Yeah, no. And then you actually give them more in return. It's it's really yeah. weird. Uh, so we'll go on to everybody saying this is a blockbuster <clears throat> trade for New England. I just think it's a it's a solid trade. Uh, they get Muhammad Sanu. And Atlanta gets a 2020 second rounder. Uh, I think Atlanta won this trade. It's 2020 second rounder. Uh, next year return for a solid receiver. Very good hands. I'll give him that. Uh, can throw the football. Like, probably one of the best, uh, probably one of the best skill position throwers in NFL history. And Muhammad Sanu. Uh, go for trick plays. I just don't see how this is very, like, game-changing. Like, it's breaking the internet that Muhammad Sanu is uh, being traded to New England. Like, I just, I just think it's I think it's a good addition. I don't think it's that great of an addition. Uh, it's just more, can they stay healthy? Uh, New England wide receivers, uh, can Josh Gordon get back to 100%? Uh, you know, Phil Dorsett's not the best one. He's a good deep threat. If they can game open and get <laughs> yeah, in there. They, they've used him way better than the Colts ever thought. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Julian Edelman, if his knee, if his ribs and his knee doesn't come back to hurt him again, he's solid. He's not anything special. Uh, he won Super Bowl MVP, but uh, look at the dude who's throwing to him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also, like, adding Mohamed Sanu in there. Mohamed Sanu, I think, is more... Like him, uh, Julian Edelman, maybe he can be the Danny Amendola type player. The slot, he's a little bit bigger than Dan. He's a lot bigger than Danny Amendola, but he plays that type of way. And since he knows he knows where the holes in the defenses are, he'll sit there. He'll run around them. Uh, good, very good slot receiver. When he be, and he can also play an outside too. Uh, I just don't know if it's like groundbreaking. Like I think a lot of people think it is. Maybe because it's just New England and they made a trade for a wide receiver. But I just don't see this really making too much of a difference, especially with New England's week schedule coming up. Yeah, I mean, I, th- I think it's a really good trade. 
I mean, I, I really, I, for both teams. Mm-hmm. Look, Falcons are not doing well right now. I mean, yeah, you don't trade Julio Jones, so you just don't. I mean, you don't trade a guy like that. Um, and if they did, they'd be stupid. As much as I'm sure people would love to see Julio leave, mm-hmm. you don't trade a guy like that. But look, you can add picks, you can add some draft capital, and kind of and just try to like retool this team because they have so many pieces. And I don't know. I, I would assume it might be coaching. I, I would I would assume by the end of the season we will see a coaching change. You know, I would I think after the season I think they're going to let him stay until uh, and finish the season through. But look, you had a second round pick for Mohamed Sanu. I love the trade for Atlanta, and I love the trade for New England. <clears throat> I think he's one of the more underrated wide receivers mm-hmm. in the NFL. He has amazing hands. He I don't think he ever drops it. Maybe maybe drop one very last ra- week. did he drop one last week? I mean, very rarely does he drop a pass. Very sure hands, very solid route runner, very smart football player. The kind of guy that will work and and have a ton of success in New England. And I mean, he's not like super old. You know, he's kind of like right there in his primish area. So I mean, they're getting a guy that could really contribute right now, and it just makes their offense that more diversified. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's a complete completely different receiver. Than Josh Gordon, than Julian Edelman. I think he's a good um, two. I don't know if he's yeah, a good one, but yeah. but he could work there, especially if uh, Josh Gordon gets healthy. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, and just some of the things they're going to be able to do with him, as far as like you like you mentioned, throwing the football, doing some trick plays, type of things like mm. that, um, doing some jets and you know some reverses and whatnot. Uh, I think he adds a, a lot to this offense that was already kind of clicking um, without a guy like that. So, I, yeah. I mean, I like it for both teams. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> we'll move on to uh, the next trade, which is it's kind of a smaller trade, but I think it helps out a little bit. Garen Connolly for a uh, third-round pick, cornerback uh, from Oakland and Houston. It was traded to Houston for a third-round pick. Uh, I want to I see your thoughts on it. I think they needed to – do something about like secondary issues. I think that's where the weak point. And no, Jonathan Joseph got hurt mm-hmm. in the game last week, so I want to see how that. And they lost. Uh, well, I forgot what his first name is. Gaines. EJ Gaines. It's not EJ. It's something else. It was something else. I'll, I'll look it up here. They lost. They lost him. I think he. I think it was his knee or ankle. I forgot which one they end up saying it was. I didn't go back to check, but. He, I would assume he's going to miss some significant time. I mean, they had to cart him off and everything like that. Gary and Connolly is solid. I don't. I've, I've never been super impressed with him up up in Oakland. He's not really, you know, showed to me that he was a first round, you know, caliber pick. You know, he's not really developed into this shutdown corner or this like, you know, very good star type of corner that you would want a guy like that to be on your team. But it is an improvement for Houston. It does add some depth for them. And they are struggling right now in the secondary. I mean, they literally, it's almost like they invited Jacoby Reset to throw and said, like, yeah, you're, you got to beat us throwing the ball. And Jacoby Reset was like, okay. And then just destroyed their secondary. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, Patrick Mahomes destroyed their secondary. Granted, Deshaun Watson had the last laugh and destroyed their secondary and their defense. But, yeah. I mean, yeah, that that is a weak point right now for them. That, I mean, that's. Like you know, like we saw with the Saints, the Saints were able to do what they wanted to in offense, and were able to drive down the field and set themselves up for a field goal just because that they couldn't stop them in the secondary, couldn't stop their pass game. And if they can get some semblance of a defense in the back end, 
and gets some stops in critical situations, they'll win a lot more football games. Because Deshaun Watson's playing great, in my opinion. Yeah. Didn't play necessarily great last week, and I'll give a lot of credit to the Colts' defense, which we'll talk about in a, in a little bit. But they have to do something and fix these problems now because going now going to four and three, you know, Colts, ha- in my opinion, have a very favorable schedule for the next few weeks mm-hmm. to put themselves in a really good position going to the next time they play Houston. Houston's got to figure something out of, so they don't start falling back in this division. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you on that. Uh, it was Phillip Gaines. Okay, Phillip. Phillip Gaines. Uh, EJ Gaines isn't. He used to play, but he he's not playing now. Uh, okay. So I got mixed up with. But yeah, I like the trade too. I think he's a solid corner. I, I agree with you. He's not he's not what he turned out to be. And a lot of it had to do with injuries with him. He's been like kind of banged up a little bit now in Oakland. But I like the trade. He's solid. He there's still that there's still that chance that his potential can show out. Mm. Uh, but. At this point in his career, I think it's his fourth year in the league, third or fourth year. Something, yeah. It, again, you you tend to get what you, you get what you see from people, mm-hmm. uh, and he's just been very solid at this point. Hasn't been anything too special, but I do like the pickup with the injuries in yeah. their secondary. Uh, and then my, I so I, I wrote down this. What trade do you want to see? Uh, uh, it could be it could be for the Colts. Uh, mine. Is I because I, I wrote it down. I thought I already thought of it. Mine would be, but uh, I'm only get yours for us for um, say mine. Oh shoot! I have not really thought about this. I, I know that's why I wanted to be like a surprise <clears throat> thing. Uh, just just off the top of your head. Off the top of my head, I mean, like you know, I've I've always thought like an AJ Green coming to the Colts would be fun. You know, mm-hmm. just to add that kind of weapon yeah. to our offense. I'd love to see that. I don't think it's gonna happen, but. Um, Dang. Maybe a Chris Harris Jr. to Kansas Von, City. Maybe a Von Miller. Yeah, but Chris Harris, they're not trading. Yeah, I, 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 that's my thing. But everything, I'm saying, everything the Chiefs need, Denver has it, and it's just like... Yeah, I'd love to see Von Miller yeah. go somewhere. I mean, like, maybe Chicago. I mean, that would be fun. Mm-hmm. I mean, that'd be kind of stupid. Just Von and Khalil. And they'd have to get somebody worse than Trubisky at quarterback, which yeah. that wouldn't um, help at all. I mean, Vaughn to the Packers, Vaughn to the Patriots. I mean, I don't know. Just just naming off teams, Vaughn to the Colts would mm-hmm. be awesome. Um, and that, that's not even like a sure thing that he's even on the trade block. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Patrick Peterson, I'd love to be. I'd love to see um, be traded to the Eagles, to or the Colts. To the Chiefs. The Chiefs. Chiefs would be a good one for him, I think. Uh so my my <clears throat> trade would be obviously it's the Bears. That's what I uh, that's what I wanted you to like. It could be like any team. Uh, it could be the Colts too. But uh, I would like to see a trade for Cam Newton or Andy Dalton for Trubisky. Uh, I think you switch Trubisky. You put him in his uh, where he went to college in North Carolina. Mm-hmm. Uh, put him in that game a little bit more comfortable, or you put him into his home state, which is Ohio. Uh, his confidence is shot right now, and the fans don't help. I was talking to you, you about this. Uh, I'll talk about it more when we get to the game, but the, the fans don't help at all. Like, we were, like, the Bears were down 12 to 10, hanging the halftime, and act like we were getting destroyed 20 to 0 or 40 to 0 at half. Like, this, like, the fans don't, are not helping at all with this. 
And it's time to make a move for, I think, for Trubisky's career, for Nagy's coaching job, for mm-hmm. Ryan Pace's job. I think for the fans, it's like for some of the fans, it's health that take it too serious. Mm. Uh, it's it's like is something needs to be done with this team. This is a championship team, uh, and Trubisky's confidence is completely out right now. Mm. And I think a lot of it has to do with Nagy probably getting into his ear a lot. Yeah, uh, and the fans. The fans boo him every chance they get. Like he could, he could be hypothetically he could go thirty of thirty, break an NFL record in straight completions, and then throw one completion. They boo him. And honestly, he's probably on social media too much as well. No, he don't. He doesn't get on social media. Does he not? I no, thought he, he, I, I thought he started getting on. Uh, well, last year he didn't. I don't know about this year, but that's last what I'm year. saying. It's like, is this year is he starting to get back on social media? Because remember, he said it was messing with him a lot. I think it could be a situation where he's getting back on social media. And kind of, you know, as Nick Saban says, feeding into the rat poison. And when you start doing that and you start looking at what everybody's saying about you and you start trying to do things you're not and be something you're not. No, he hasn't been on, hasn't seen, well, he hasn't posted anything on Twitter since uh, July, late July. Uh, and same thing with his Instagram. It's But he still could be on it, though. Yeah. That's that's the thing. Um, mm mm-hmm. And if that's the case, I mean, like, I agree. Like, I think his confidence is a little shot. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I try to defend Trubisky as much as I can because, you know, he came into the NFL as a one-year starter. Mm-hmm. Um, for whatever reason you want to call him, but he was a one-year starter at North Carolina. Had a terrible rookie season to start out with, with John Fox and uh, whatever. I forgot what that coach's name. Don Loggins, the OC. The OC. Um like that was just horrendous and I think I don't know like he because to me last year there was so much promise that I was There's like so much progression in one year for me yeah because I thought towards the end of the season I was like okay like next year Trubisky's gonna like pop he's gonna get it and even there was even those scouts the same scouts that said Pat Mahomes was gonna have the season he did last year said the same thing about Trubisky this year yeah. And I know he's had, you know, I know he had the injury where he was out for, I know, the bye week, you know, yeah. so that it, we, they didn't have a game. But, like, it just, I don't know, man. Like, there's, I, there's wa- I want him done. to succeed because I like him. Mm-hmm. But, you know, like, when you see the things like we saw, like, the guy breaking down the RPO. Yeah, um, it was pretty the, bad. I, I saw mean, that live, and I was like, I didn't know if it had to do with, Gabriel being too small and Cameron Jordan like standing a couple yards away and it could have easily been tipped. I think that had to do with it because Gabriel looked like he didn't run his route deep enough like he could have. And there's still some room behind him that he could have jumped the curl back out a little bit. I, I, and I wouldn't even say that. I think... You just didn't read it right? Yeah, I just don't think you read it right. And and I think a lot of that has to do with two things. You know, two things. The confidence issue where he doesn't... He's not confident in himself. He's second-guessing everything he's doing. And also the fact that the offensive line has played like absolute garbage. Yeah. And so it speeds the timer up in your head because, like Sam Darnold said against the Patriots, I'm seeing ghosts. Like he's like he's freaking out in the pocket. No, I get not like you know what I'm saying. I I think that was the like going going like off on a different subject here. That uh, I guess shot that they got him saying that it's been like. Like ESPN or like the NFL heads up, like high ups on NFL films, 
are upset with the, with ESPN for airing that. Uh, they're very upset for because it's just natural talk on the sideline, and it's yeah. So yeah, that's a, that's a little bit like fun fact or news around the world today is uh, uh, NFL films are upset with ESPN <laughs> because of the. We, yeah, I mean, like, yeah, because like they don't, they don't air everything that they say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they no, they that, don't. They because to air that. I think it was a thing to make him look worse than what he is. Oh yeah, because there's always it's always a narrative, right? Because mm-hmm. everybody wants to make certain guys look bad, and they want to make certain guys, you know, look a certain way and all this stuff. But I mean, going back to Trubisky, like it's, the the timer in his head, I think is sped up too. Yeah, lack of confidence, second guessing everything he's doing. And then the freaking timer is like, because Charles Leno's playing terrible. Massey's not playing well. Long is out, which didn't matter anyways. Whitehair has not impressed me this year. Like, none of them are playing well. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if Whitehair needs to go back to center and Daniel's back to guard. I don't know what's up. But, like, something in the, within the Bears' offense has to start picking up because they have too much talent on both sides of the football to not be a Super Bowl contender. Yeah, I agree with you. And, uh... Yeah, I agree with you on everything. Uh, so, yeah, so we'll kind of we'll move on from that. Just a little fun thing to do, uh, kind of like trade off the top of our heads and everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, another little quick bit of news here. Uh, Mahomes, well, you know what? We'll say that when we talk about the game in general uh, with Mahomes and his injury. So I guess we'll get into the games. All right, that's cool. All right, uh, first game, obviously, Chiefs at Denver. Mahomes, Troy Aikman. Kind of predicted it a little bit. It was weird. Yeah, yeah because they did. And that third and <clears> one, uh, didn't get like got like half a yard with uh, I want to say Damian Williams, mm. and then did a quarterback sneak and Pat Mahomes' knee just like it like is dislocated. Yeah. Uh, it, <laughs> so it was. He's very lucky that it wasn't like a forced dislocation where it hasn't torn ligaments. It just clearly yeah. dislocated and. Yeah, it he's out for three to five weeks. I would put him in the four weeks range because I think a lot of teams probably like to do that middle ground where they won't bring him back too early, but they don't want to bring him back too late. So he's gonna miss some crucial games uh, with Green Bay coming up here. Uh, let me see the other teams after that. Green Bay, uh, Minnesota, both home games, so that could help Matt more. That, it, that does help him out. That uh, does help him out. And then on the road versus the Titans, it's on the road versus the Chargers. And that's four weeks. So right he's there. at how many? Four to six, you mm-hmm. said? And do you want him? Right, that's four weeks. That's four, three to five. That's yeah. four weeks. That's in that middle ground. Do you bring him back for the Oakland game in Kansas City? Or do you wait for the next week and bring him back in Foxborough? Bring him back in Foxborough. You say bring him back in Foxborough? All right. Yeah, that's, that's, what, I was, that's what I was trying to see here. They, like... This is about planning for New England here. Mm-hmm. They're going to win probably most of those games there. Yeah. Uh, I I think the I think a little bit going into the predictions here. I think that Kansas City game is going to be a little bit closer. Like what we bring up all the time when we talk about the Chiefs, <clears throat> highest rated open receiver like in the, like open receivers on routes in like NFL history. Yeah. Well, I don't know. It's not NFL history, but or just this it's year. like it's a historic rate. At which, like, Andy Reid and Eric Bieniemy are scheming receivers open. Mm-hmm. So, yes, Matt Moore is going to have a plethora of options to throw to. He's still going to have mm-hmm. weapons to get the ball to. 
Um, so he's, it's not like he's going to be like distraught out there not knowing like, Oh, I, I don't have anybody. And Patrick Mahomes thinks all these guys look good. Like, you know, like, yeah, Patrick Mahomes had that special element because of his arm and his playmaking ability in the pocket mm-hmm. and, and being able to escape. But Matt Moore is going to be fine. And Matt Moore is a capable quarterback. Like you mentioned, you know, like we've talked about, mm-hmm. he led the dolphins, um, to the playoffs. So, yeah, I mean, it's not ideal, but you know when you, you when you when you tempt the Madden cover, it, yeah. When you try it, when you, everybody tries to, it's a legit thing. Everybody tries to break the Madden curse, so it's a legit thing. I would stay away from it. Just put your third. They don't like because it can affect your team as a whole anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, like Tariq Hill got injured. Uh, Reggie Bush, when Drew Brees was on the cover, got injured. Uh, see. Tom Brady, like, they lost the Super that they should have won against Nick Foles. Mm-hmm. And, obviously, a, I think an overrated Doug Peterson. Uh, they, uh, like, this Kansas City team's getting beaten up, but they're proving that they're still they're still winning games. Once they get back to healthy and fully healthy, I think this team is going to give New England a run for its money. Uh, I think New England is so predicated on what their defense is doing this year. Uh, their offense really hasn't uh, done a lot to impress me at all. Even in this Jets game, haven't haven't done a lot to impress me. It was more the defense. Jets were driving on them a lot, uh, and this, the defense was creating turnovers. Mahomes minimizes turnovers. Reed minimizes turnovers. I think it's more can they if they don't choke under the pressure. Uh, but I like this Chiefs team a lot. And going to Denver, I think we talked about it a little bit. They're kind of just in a rebuilding mode. Uh, Joe Flacco, him being so stationary, is not helping at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, Drew Locke being on IR. I think we'll see Drew Locke here. Uh, I think he has one more week or two more weeks on IR. And then I think we'll see him start. Because I think they want to start start their rebuild. Uh, yeah. I, I, I think they want to see what they got in Locke. <clears throat> and maybe they want to do a year-and-a-half experiment and say, hey, we'll start Locke at the end of this year, start him next year, see how he does. If not, then we could go get, even though I'm not a big fan of Trevor Lawrence, uh, with his decision-making and what he's played this year, uh, they might say, hey, let's go get Trevor Lawrence or let's go get somebody else. We, we know how L.A. likes his tall, white, strong quarterbacks. So... Mm. Yeah, I think Trevor Lawrence could be somebody that they could go for in two years, and especially if Drew Locke doesn't pan out. I'm not the biggest fan of Drew Locke, but I still got to see him in NFL games to have a final say on him, and we're going to see him in a couple of weeks, in my opinion. Okay. Uh, so we'll move on to, I think, a ex- more exciting game, <clears throat> and I think uh, 100% of the people would say Houston at Indianapolis. Jacoby Brissett went off. Mm. I think I think this proved Jacoby Brissett is a starter. In the NFL. I think it proved he is. And uh, Deshaun, and not Deshaun Watson. Jacoby Brissett. Uh, I'm, I'm losing my thoughts here. I'll let you, ta- I'll let you take it real All quick. Right. Until I get my, get my optimist losing it here. I mean, yeah. I, I think, you know, like what you're saying. Like, Jacoby Brissett was able to prove that, you know, he can lead a team. Like when they ask him to step up, when you know when they need him to come in the game, when they when the Houston Texans are like I said earlier are daring him to throw and saying like yeah it's you got to beat us, 
We want you to. We want you to do it. We're not going to allow you guys to run the football and run it down our throats. Mm-hmm. Jacoby, you're going to have to pass the ball and be successful. And then he steps up to that call mm-hmm. and and just makes great decision after great decision and great throw after great throw, leading long drives, uh, getting points on those long drives, not not leading to punts, doing things like that. Mm-hmm. I was very impressed with Jacoby Brissett. Very impressed. And the running game wasn't doing great for the Colts. I mean, the Texans did a really good job of shutting that down and slowing it down, but a lot of that was due because Jacoby was just passing the ball so well. And I'll give the Colts' defense a huge shout-out. I mean, yeah, that was kind of a bogus, you know, blown whistle. I think it wasn't Deshaun bogus. Watson. I, I get it because they were protecting him, but... You know, I don't know if he still caught hard. it. I still haven't seen a good look of him maintaining well, yeah, it with two, I mean, with two feet, uh, like two steps, and then because they got knocked out pretty quick. Uh, I don't know if that what stood as a touchdown, but yeah, like it, they're, they're blowing whistles dead too mm. quickly, and I think the the penalty issue is not helping. All right, they they did not discuss anything in that meeting, and it's uh, the, the officials are getting it's getting it's still bad. It's a little bit better this week, but it's still bad, and it'll probably slump back into its normal self next week after it being so vocalized and visualized last week, or uh, not this past week, but two weeks ago. Mm. Uh, but I'll, get, I'll agree with you though. Coach defense stepped it up. Yeah, uh, they did, uh, especially in the red zone. I mean, yeah, holding the Texans to nine points, you know, with three red zone or. Yeah, three red zone trips, you know, in the fir- in the first half was very impressive. Mm-hmm. Um, Texans offense got going later in the game and started kind of getting some things going, but Colts defense was just making plays. Interception by Desir, interception by Leonard to seal the game. Um, you know, big sack by Justin Houston. The Colts defense has some pieces if they just continue to gel together. Mm-hmm. Like this Colts team is very underrated. They're very quiet. Um, which is something, you know, as a fan, I'm very excited about. And I hope that they can continue to just gel and grow and keep getting better. Um, because I am I really like the way this Colts team plays. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah. I was going to say, like, uh, what do you think about the safety at the end of the game? Do you think that was a smart decision? Yeah. Actually, I thought it was. I thought, um, I thought, I thought it was like. Because I was like, why did he call a timeout? Like, he's just wasting this timeout. And then I was like. Oh. Well, he did waste the timeout. He should have been prepared for that situation. Well, yeah, but yeah. Uh, I think it popped into his head because I think he was getting talked to from upstairs, and they were like, "You got to step out." Yeah, he doesn't know that, and so I think he was like, "Oh, we got to tell him." Stepped out. I mean, and I mean, they almost, you know, yeah. Deshaun threw the pick, and uh, Kati, you know, didn't really bring it in. And uh, I stuff, think it was but. more on Deshaun. That was a. Uh, I think he was trying to put it in the back shoulder to to to, uh, to protect him mm-hmm. going over the middle of the field, but he threw it way too high, and you see the ramifications of throwing high over the middle gets tipped up and gets picked off. Uh, great play by uh, Darius Leonard. Yeah, it was great a play. great play. Mm-hmm. I was like, dang, it touched the ground. And then they showed the replay, and I was like, oh, yeah, wow. I mean, he yeah, yeah he made a heck of a this, play. On this Colts defense has improved a lot. This team has improved a lot in two years, mm-hmm. and. Uh, I think uh, if Tom Brady does reside, does decide to retire after this year, I think Colts can be contender for another three or four years after this. Uh, obviously, we got to see with salaries and stuff because con- one contract can ruin the team. Yeah. Well. Uh, 
But three to four years with how young this Colts team that's is. That's Chris Ballard, baby. Yeah. <laughs> that's why he got him. <laughs> yeah, I, but I do think this Colts team within three to four years, if Tom Brady retires, that's a big if, but if he does, yeah. or if he gets out of the AFC or AFC with uh, Adam Schefter's thing about him selling his house and his trainer selling his house. Yeah. Uh, I think the Colts are like, the Colts could very easily sneak into a Super Bowl or two. Uh, and be very surprising, like a uh, trying to think here, uh, kind of like the Rams did in the early two thousands, snuck into a couple Super Bowls, won one. Uh, it was, it was just a quick. Two. It was like a quick success too. Like it was boom, boom, boom. Uh, and they just had like good, the average teams after that with Mark Bolger. Like they made it to the playoffs a couple of times, but mm-hmm. they weren't anything like special, special. Yeah. Uh, I can see that. I can see that being the Colts. I can. I really can. And so we'll move on to a team that has a lot of offensive firepower like the uh like the Rams did back in the early two thousands. Minnesota at Detroit. This was a offensive game. Yeah, and I'll give I'll give the penalties kinda killed a lot of stuff for uh Detroit here and their secondary did not help at all, and Kirk Cousins was slinging it today, or today, yeah, uh, a couple days ago. Mm-hmm. He was just throwing it all over the place. I was very, I was very impressed. It kind of, it kind of looked like him at Washington. It really did. It. He was very accurate with his with his throws, and he was playing uh, fearless out there, and I liked it. I liked it a lot. Yep. Uh, a little bit reckless at times, uh, like the Adam Thielen throw, that touchdown. Mm-hmm. That could have gone either way. I was kind of a little bit fearless and kind of reckless at the end, but, but when it works out, it works out. Yep. Uh, this Minnesota team can be very scary, especially if they continue this level of play. Oh, yeah. can be very scary. Uh, they, I don't think they – let me see how many sacks they allow. I don't think they allow the sack or uh, – they had two. Let me see. I mean, yeah, they didn't allow a sack. At all, uh, against a very, I think, stout defense and or defensive line in Detroit. Very, uh, I think it was a very good play, uh, game plan called by Kevin uh, Stefanski, I want to say. Uh, I'm, I've been very impressed with him this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's been taking a lot of pressure off of Kirk Cousins, putting it on Dick, Thielen, uh, Irv Smith Jr., Kyle Rudolph, Dalvin Cook. They yeah. put a lot of pressure on them, <clears throat> taking off of Kirk Cousins, and then we see in this like this pressure not be on Kirk Cousins, him just slinging it everywhere. Yeah, uh, and their game with their game, and this game showed why he was so highly touted in free agency. Like he has the capability of doing this. Mm-hmm. The thing is, can you do it consistently? Yeah, I and, mean that's that's always the big question. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, and you know, I'll, I'll agree with you. Like, if Kirk Cousins can play like this on a consistent basis, they have an argument for the best team in the NFC. Mm-hmm. I mean, all the weapons he has to throw to, the way they can run the football and have been running the football, the guys they have on that defense. I mean, my goodness. Mm-hmm. Like, they have some of the... They have one of the most talented defenses in the entire NFL. If not, you could argue, like, the best. I mean, they got guys <clears throat> everywhere. Mm-hmm. Guys that can make plays and impact the game on... All three levels of the defense. Yeah. Like, this team could be something, dude. Like, 
But again, it com- like you said, it comes back to Kirk Cousins. Can he be consistent? Can he deliver in the big games? Mm-hmm. Can he step up when you need him to? Because right now, like he he's he's answering the call. Everybody was criticizing him. His own teammates, Thielen, hey, you're you know throwing some being passive aggressive and that annoying kind of that and it kind of annoyed me some of the comments he made. Like like if you got an issue, go up to him in person. Don't yeah. call him out in the media and be passive aggressive. What does Kirk Cousins do? It's my fault. I got to get better. Yeah, he's balls a, out he, the next week and and he's being and, the leader of the team and gets Thielen and, and just throws the rock to Thielen. Oh, that and what happens that week? Stephon Diggs does the exact same thing. Annoying comments. Doesn't go up to Kirk Cousins in person. Kirk Cousins is like, yeah, that's my fault. I'm not getting it to him. Just slings the ball to Stephon Diggs. Like Kirk Cousins right now is on fire. Yeah, and I really love what I'm seeing from him. And, you know, the Vikings were a team at the beginning of the season I thought were kind of, uh, I did, I thought they were going to be disappointing, but, man, I mean, they're, they're really impressing me right now. Yeah, they'll, they'll be 6-2, and two, uh, facing Washington and Minnesota. Oh, yeah. I'm expecting be. them, well, you expect them to be 6-2, and two, but. Yeah, you know how they are. <laughs> and then they go to Arrowhead, and then they go to Dallas. What time is that game? The Arrowhead? Mm-hmm. It's 1 o'clock. Okay. And then they got a Sunday night game against Dallas the next week after that. So they got a little easy one here, and then they got to step up their game. They got to step up their game. Uh, Dang, and then they play the Seahawks too. Well, they face Denver, then the Seattle, and then it goes into like a stretch of NFC North mixed in with the Chargers game. So they don't have a tough – they don't have a uh, – excuse me there. Uh, I'm trying to like not burt. It was yeah. weird. Uh they get a tough schedule, like in these next couple of games. So once of that, once that gets out of there, it's kind of up in the air. Yeah. It depends on how the Bears finish the season, uh, or how the Bears perform this week. I think will tell a lot about how they'll finish the season. Yeah. Uh, sad to see see about Green. Bay. I'm still not on there on Green Bay yet. I still want a little bit more from them. Okay. Uh, Detroit, I think three straight losses, two of them to officiating woes. Uh, one being the uh, fumble, and them not being consistent enough on calling the play dead or not dead against mm. Kansas City cost them, and then the stupid hands to the face against Green Bay. Uh, I think their season's done. Uh, I really do. I think three straight losses, their season's done. Uh, it'll, they'll be like a seven to nine team, I think, but I don't think they're making it to the playoffs this year. They had very much. They had a lot of promise too. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. We'll see. Uh, we'll see. But big win for Minnesota here. Big division win for Minnesota. Yeah. Did not start off well. One, one and two in the division. Uh, picked up a well-needed division game here. Yeah. Uh, so we'll move on. Do you want to talk about the San Francisco game? Washington game? I mean, we don't necessarily have oh, to. We'll, we'll just mention. You just want to mention some points. Like, like I'll, I'll say yeah. this. Like, I, I'm... I am very impressed with the 49ers, their ability to win in different situations and adapt mm-hmm. to the environment and what's going on. And they're yeah. not like, they're not this one dimensional. It has to be a certain type of weather. We can only play in certain conditions. Like, they can play in anything. They're physical, they're nasty. The defense is legit. Mm-hmm. I mean, absolutely legit on defense. And again, Jimmy G, I know it was raining, I get all that stuff, but when the conditions are good, when everything is football-type weather, I want to see Jimmy G get better. Mm-hmm. That's my only thing. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm kind of worried right now of 
he's not really done much. He's winning, but he's got a really freaking good team around him. Really good team. I think that was a lot of stuff when they won the sixth straight when he came in a couple years ago before the knee injury. His stats weren't that good, but they were winning. And I think winning just matters. Yeah. I think it does. And if, hey, look, if he can just win you games and, and be smart and manage the game. I'll say this, though. Yeah. Look at Tom Brady his first couple of years. Statistically, not the best, but won, two, won three Super Bowls. Yep. Uh, you got you to gotta win games before you can start, start, start worrying about statistics. And I agree with you. Very well-needed win here in terrible conditions, but great teams adapt to it like that. And I think they're led by a great head coach in Kyle Shanahan. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kyle Shanahan is probably going to coach of the year, deservedly so. And coach of the year, though, feels like a most improved almost. Sometimes. Like, yeah. Because like like, like got, an NBA. Like you you bring, yeah, you bring a team down from this up to this. Yeah, yeah, that's what it feels like mostly. But... Gosh, yeah, because it, yeah, it was coach of the year, Belichick or Reed or someone like that would like win. The best every teams year. would win, like win, win. That was weird. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, and I can't speak either today. Uh, yeah, I, I agree with you on that. Basically, I'm losing <laughs> my mind here. All right, so yeah, probably because we're about to get up here in the New Orleans at Chicago game. The thing uh, is, we almost came back. And let me say. Let me say what I'll say real quick. That way, you can mm-hmm. kind of go into what you're going to say. Um, I'm impressed with the Saints. I think the Saints are a dang good football team. Like they, Saints are for real. Mm-hmm. Saints are a legit Super Bowl contender. I had questions about them. I had them winning the division, if I'm not mistaken. I'm pretty sure I did, mm-hmm. but. I didn't think they were legit Super Bowl contenders. I thought Breeze was kind of done. I thought I didn't. I didn't know too much about the team overall. But man, they're, they're for real. Mm-hmm. They can do everything they need to. And Teddy's playing well enough, good enough, playing phenomenal um, with this team. That it doesn't matter who they got at quarterback right now. It really doesn't. And on the on the flip side with the Bears, you know, we talked about a little bit earlier. I can't really defend Trubisky anymore. There, there's there's things that he has just made. He's it's the same stuff over and over. Start to make plays, man. He's got to start making plays. And I don't know how much of a, how much of a leash he's got still. I, I think the Bears are probably about done because I think the Bears realize we have arguably the best defense in the NFL. Probably the best defense. A really in the good NFL. receiving core. Great receiving core. Really good running backs. Really good tight ends. Offensive line, yeah, it's kind of, I don't know but what's up played, with they, it. But they played pretty good. Most of the sacks were on either bad coaching decisions yeah. or Trubisky not being de- decisive enough. Yeah. Uh, I'll say what I say earlier. Uh, uh, that that wasn't was English at all. Uh, I'll, say, I'll say what I said earlier. The fans don't help at all when you're booing and we're down by two. It doesn't help at all. It doesn't like the team doesn't want to play for fans that are booing when mm-hmm. when you want the fans to get you hyped up. They're booing you. It doesn't help at all. Uh, I think for Trubisky's, like I said in the trade situation, I think for Trubisky's career, for Nagy's coaching job, for Ryan Pace's GM job, they need to. Well, I think Ryan Pace has more of a leash for getting Khalil Mack. Then I think, I but think I also they'll, give him, say, they'll give him another. If Nagy doesn't work out, they'll give him another head coach. But I, I don't know though. Ryan Pace is also the one that chose Trubisky over 
Deshaun Watson. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna fault him for picking him over Mahomes. Yeah, nobody. But Deshaun nobody, Watson, though. Yeah, no. It, it it's. I mean, could you imagine Deshaun with this team? This is that's a Super Bowl. That's a Super Bowl team. I'm undefeated. I don't know about all that, but. Well, we kind of look at it. we like their offense beats Green Bay. Like Green Bay's. Well, I know, but like you know how hard it is to go undefeated. Like Mahomes well, undefeated right now. Oh. In the yeah, league. Yeah. Uh. Beats uh, Oakland there. Chase Daniels doesn't throw a terrible pass. Uh, probably beats New uh, New Orleans because mainly what New Orleans got was in the second half when the defense was dog tired because the offense was was going three and out, three and out, three and out. Mm-hmm. It's ridiculous. Nagy needs to call a better game. It's some of it's on Nagy. Some of his play calling is atrocious. Almost an eight to run pass the run ratio. Yeah. Seven rushes. No wonder Lamar Jackson has more total yards than your entire offense by himself. Yes, he has more than 14 other teams, but he probably has almost doubled your amount. I haven't looked at it yet, but it's probably close to a double double the amount. The offense is atrocious, and it starts with Nagy because yeah. he's calling the plays. Give it to uh, Heffridge, or Helfridge, however you say his name, Oregon's old head coach, game as an, and as an offensive coordinator. Mm-hmm. Let him start calling plays. I think Nagy's ego is hurting him. I think he has too big of an ego. Yeah. I think he's a little bit conceited. Uh, I think he needs to get a kind of gut check in a sense where, I don't know if that's the right word, but like a, I, guess a, I guess somebody needs to knock him off his pedestal and he needs to realize I'm messing up. It's just, like some of the most of this blame is probably on me, but I'm getting lucky that I got a quarterback that was picked before Deshaun Watson, uh, Patrick Patrick Mahomes, who already look like Hall of Fame talents already. I'm lucky that he's lucky that he got picked before that. Uh, that they picked the quarterback before those that he takes all the criticism. And Nagy doesn't. I still don't know if we had anybody like an Andy Dalton who's hasn't played that bad can actually be a Super Bowl winning quarterback on a on a championship level team, and he can just be average. I don't know if he does anything with Andy Dalton. I don't know if he does anything with Cam Newton. Like this offense is atrocious. When you don't run the football, it doesn't do anything. Yeah. It's I don't. And him saying in his press conference, like him being around the bush and him not running the football, and then he gets called out on it, he gets upset with it. Like, run the football. All right, you can't just pass twenty four seven because then they'll just put two on the bo- or two on the off or line of scrimmage, or three three to two on the line. Uh, actually, pass rushing you, and the offensive line is not playing that good, so they'll probably get back there on a three man rush, and they'll play uh, eight. They'll let eight drop back, and you and your quarterback can't read a defense, so... Yeah. I don't get it. I don't get it at all. The play calling is... I don't know. Maybe he's just trying to speed up a trade. They get Trubisky out of there and get another quarterback in. Maybe. I, I don't know, but that would be... Some, be something's got to give. Uh... Like, Nagy could, like... Uh, I forgot who said it, but a former NFL GM said Nagy may lose his job at the end of the year. That that's I think it's a possibility he does. It is a possibility he does. And you sign Eric B. Enemy. They honestly could do that. <laughs> honestly, Eric B. Enemy 
I like we've seen what Andy Reid does when he play. He's a great play caller, but lately he hasn't been the best. I think Eric Bieniemy's could be like the mastermind behind things, like Frank Reich was with Doug Peterson. And I th- so think it's a shame that he didn't get that the Jets didn't sign yeah, him. Yeah, Adam Gaze. Uh, that I think that was atrocious, uh, and we see the then they're reaping. The, or you guys could just hire from within Chuck Pagano. Tell you what, as a Colts fan. Best head coach we've ever had. Stop. He's a good guy. He's probably one of the best guys in the NFL. He really is. Though. He's, he's a really good guy. Now, if I say if you can, he's, he's done a, he's done a really good job as a D coordinator, though. I thought he's done really good, but uh, I agree. Like when, like, you, when, when you when you barely run the football, like when your head coach decides to go to London two days before the game, you're going to be jet lagged. You're not going to tackle well, and that's what happened in Oakland. And then you go there, and then you go to New Orleans, and your offense can't do anything because your head coach is also your play caller, and he's not calling good enough plays, and your quarterback's not making plays. And you get worn out again for like the 30th straight game. Mm-hmm. It eats, it it wears down on you. Why well, do you think Hicks has a bad knee that came up out of nowhere? He's probably getting worn down for playing his butt off every play. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's very frustrating, but uh, we got two games left. And uh, let's get to them. Uh, MVP <laughs> matchup here, in my opinion. Uh, Lamar Jackson, Baltimore, versus Russell Wilson, Seattle Seahawks. Uh, I'll start with this. Lamar Jackson is showing up all the haters on him. And he can throw it deep. I give it to him. He can throw it deep. Yeah. Uh, uh, from what I thought, I've seen, I thought that, like, I think people are, like, really misguided. Uh, sorry for interrupting you, but, like... No, you're good. You're but, good. like, the whole... Uh, he's a very... He doesn't have that strong of an arm. You you do realize his arm is ridiculous, right? Like, he can he can launch the freaking ball. Yeah, there was a uh, play where he threw it to Miles Boykins where he was running, threw it off his back foot, threw it, like, 60 yards down the field. And Miles Boykin, and like he underthrew Miles Boykins, but it's a sixty-yard throw of your back foot. Yeah, people. Yeah, people don't like. Like his issue is accuracy. It's not. He his strong point is. I think it was Skip Bayless said he was like he's very accurate, and you know he doesn't have the strong of an arm. Are you watching foot? Are you, do you watch football? Because it's complete opposite. His issue is accuracy, and, and he's gotten better at it. Yeah, and he's gotten better at it. But his his strength is running, and he has a very strong arm. Mm-hmm. Like. Um, but uh, yeah, you can continue. No, you're good. Uh, I think was their two losses here. Uh, I forgot what their two losses were. All right, so it was the Browns and it was the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. The uh, Browns out physical them in that game. Like Browns just manned up and out physical them mm-hmm. uh, with Nick Chubb and everything. And Kansas City it's just hard to stop stop Pat Mahomes when he's on this game. Yeah, uh, it's very hard, and it didn't help that they went for two every single time they scored the. Scored the touchdown, almost cussed there, but uh, when they scored the touchdown, but it's like, like this team could be very good. Mm-hmm. This team could be a Super Bowl winning team this year. Uh, my prediction was right and wrong at the same time. I predicted Russell Wilson throw an interception to Earl Thomas, uh, but instead he threw it to uh, who was it, Marcus Peters, for a pick six. Yep. Uh, so it was more instead of a revenge game interception, it was a welcome to Baltimore interception for Marcus Peters. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
And this is what Baltimore needed on defense. They needed somebody that could create turnovers. And they got it. Yeah. They got the man that can create turnovers because you know why? What the Rams didn't have, they they don't have an Earl Thomas. They don't. Uh, uh, Tony Jefferson's out. I forgot who the other safety is. I want to say Levine. Uh, I, I gotta look it up here, but he like they got safeties there that like, hey, I got your back if you try to jump this pass because I'm gonna go make that tackle if mm-hmm. you jump that pass. He's not gonna get. T- he's not gonna get the first down. Make it like five or six yards on it. He he's not gonna get the first down. It allows Marcus Peters to play aggressive. Uh, the Rams don't have that. Like Eric Weddle is kind of like a conservative safety. He doesn't go and he doesn't do the uh, risky plays. Doesn't try to jump the passes. He's more of a I'm gonna play conservative and I'm gonna try to pop you if you get the pass, but I'm not gonna try to intercept it and take it away from you. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Ravens are, I think, a legit team, and I think uh, I think. They might be the team. I was like recording myself. That was weird. I guess I hit something. I started recording myself while I was talking. That was weird. Uh, Want to see where they play New England? I think they play New England this year. Uh, no, they do not. That's, oh no, they play them next week. Uh, Sunday night football in Baltimore. That's a big this game. This could be. Is it next week? Was it's November third? No, it's in two weeks. So I guess yeah, next week, Ravens play. The Ravens have bye week next week. Okay. Yeah. So okay, that's nice. This, like, they they might be able to team to knock off New England. Yeah, no. Yeah. Definitely. I think they, they could. could uh, their, their style of play matches up well against New England. I mean, mm-hmm. New England's strength is that secondary is incredible. They had the best secondary in the league, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, they're very good at stopping the run and things like that. But with what Lamar can do and what Belichick has always had issues with and things like that is running quarterbacks, guys that can make plays with their feet, guys that can go so out. I, well, you can't get that from the Parcells tree with Nick Saban, too, in Alabama. He struggles with running quarterbacks yeah. a lot. Uh, Bill Belichick does, too. Yeah, no, I, yeah, I agree. And, you know, that, that'll be a huge matchup. That, that's something like when, like when we talk about that game in a couple of weeks, that we'll probably dive deep into that one because yeah. that, that's a huge one. But. Yeah, it's a huge, yeah. Uh, but yeah, Russell Wilson didn't play particularly great. Uh, it's it happens. You yeah, he has bad games. Yeah, he has a bad game. Yeah, the amazing touchdown pass to Tyler Lockett though. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but this defense is outstanding. This defense, uh, mm-hmm. I think a top five defense, a top three defense, in my opinion. Uh, people were like, "Oh, it's going to be terrible" because they lost C.J. Mosley. Uh, they lost Eric Weddle. They they get they got a better replacement than Earl Thomas. Mm-hmm. Uh, they. They're young, but they're good. And I think people were hyping up Zadari Smith because he went to Green Bay. And I think everybody hypes up players when they go to a, to a team with a great quarterback and uh, project them to be better than what they were. Mm. Uh, he's played good this year. He hasn't played phenomenal, but he's played good. I think Preston Smith. Oh, yeah. He's been, he's been really good for I him. think he's been a little bit better than Preston Smith. But, Don't uh, hate. He has, a, he has a lot of potential, though. Uh, but they got some players there. Uh I can't think of one. Gosh, I can't think Matthew of one. Matthew Judon. Matthew Judon is one of them. He's a guy uh, I like a lot. Uh, I like... Uh, <clears throat> Jimmy <what's> Smith. <clears throat> Jimmy Smith. I like Pierce a lot. The, the uh, nose tackle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like yeah, him a lot. I like him a lot, Yeah, too. there's a lot of the like on this defensive... Uh, Honestly, though, Baltimore. I don't know the linebackers. I really couldn't tell well, you. Well, they got rid of all. I got to I mean, yeah. look at it, but <clears throat> it's hard to keep up with every NFL team. Yeah. Uh, but it's... Uh, but this defense is legit. And I think overall... We see them come together, 
and they play like a unit. Yeah. They do. I can't wait because they got two weeks to, to prepare for uh, New England, and New England doesn't really fare well against Baltimore. We've seen it with yeah. Joe Flacco, too. They really don't fare well against Baltimore, and if anybody is going to beat them, it's going to be a running quarterback and John Harbaugh and a great defense. Mm-hmm. And we'll... We'll see. We'll see it. I think we might see it happen. Uh, that's two weeks away. We'll see if anything shocking happens or unpredicted happens, like an injury. Hopefully not, but an injury to Tom Brady. Hopefully it doesn't happen, but it possibly could happen next week. We don't mm-hmm. know. Uh, unless they got a bye week. I got to double check that. But yeah, so we'll move on to uh, Sunday Night Football. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll just keep this short and sweet. While I'll let you talk while I look up see when New England's bye week is. Uh yeah, I mean yeah, like I'm I was I'll say I was wrong about the Eagles. Uh the Eagles secondary is atrocious. It's mm-hmm. absolutely awful, which is why I mentioned them trading for Patrick Peterson. They need help. Mm-hmm. Um they're not playing in my opinion, they're not playing great on offense. They're just not really they're just not playing great or good or even good. Uh this was an this was a good game though for the Cowboys to get back on track, running the football, um being physical up front being physical on defense and just kind of getting back to playing the way they were mm-hmm. like you mentioned doing a lot of play action and things like that um and you know this was for the Cowboys this was a this was a big win this was a critical win for one of these teams and the Eagles are hurting right now are they sitting yeah. at 3 and 4 they are sitting 3 and 4 I looked at it, at the Patriots schedule for that one 3 yeah. and 4 man like that's four losses that's tough mm-hmm. like you almost got to like you you could maybe afford th- maybe maybe three losses, but in this in the NFC though, I, you might only be able to afford two more. I really think the Eagles season might be done um, unless they're able to continue oh, no. to claw their way within it's, that division. That's the, the only the, thing. The way Dallas has been playing, it wouldn't surprise me if. Uh, let me look at Dallas here. Uh, I'm doing this all from New England schedule because they play the NFC East. Uh, they got the Giants next week in New York. They should win. No, no, in two weeks, my bad. In two weeks in they New York. On, week. on Monday Night Football. Uh, then they have Vikings, Lions, Patriots, Bills, Bears, Rams, Eagles again. It's a hard schedule, but... Yeah, but it's... It, you know, like, with the way this division's been playing, Eagles can jump back into that conversation. Giants oh, yeah, could. For sure, for uh, sure. Washington, that's going not going to do it. No. I think uh, it was weird. It was a rainy game in Arizona for New York, but... And Saquon Barkley was having a lot of uncharacteristic drops in that final drive. Like, he had two of them. That kind of cost him. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Giants are in this race, too. I think the Giants are in this race. Uh, mm-hmm. They already got past New England. Uh, they already got past Buffalo. Uh, they just got to worry about Miami and the other New York team. <clears throat> uh, they still got to face Washington twice, I think. Mm-hmm. So there's probably four wins right there for uh, New York that they can win. Uh, if they can catch uh, the Rams, San Francisco in a trap game, or maybe even Seattle, help them out too. Yeah. Uh, but this division is wide open. I think this division, maybe three. Like, I think all three of them are possibly could do it. But, yeah, for sure. I mean, yeah. it'll be tied down, the, uh, down to the last game. Yeah, Patriots have a bye week after the Baltimore game. Let everybody know. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, I think that wraps it up. All righty. Well, uh, thank you guys for listening to this episode of the podcast. 
Um, you know, this week seven recap, going over some of the trades that happened around the NFL, which, you know, I'm sure there will be more that happen. Mm-hmm. Why, where can they find you? Underscore Sparky, underscore four. And then you can find me at VarsityZinger55, and you can find us both on Twitter and Instagram at that. Mm-hmm. Also, follow our Instagram page, Spark Talk, yeah. um, where, you know, we will start to post um, things about our podcast. But, yeah. hey, thank you guys for listening. We'll see you guys next time. Prediction video next time. Yep. See ya. Peace.